Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Okay, everyone, Jesse, are you on here yet? I sure am. I'm so excited to have you. I got so much positive feedback last week from you. So we're really, really excited to have um, Jesse. And Adrian, take care. Like, I feel bad for you. God bless you, Adrian. Mm. Everyone's sending thoughts and prayers your way. Healing energy. We're going to do this. Yeah. So Krista. Okay, Jesse, you're taking over. You're the man. I'm taking over? I'm in. I'm on. All right. I still, I still have to get used to the fact that there's literally almost a hundred people on here that all have their camera on. I love it. <laughs> it makes me so happy. You guys are the best. Those they're leaders. The camera, they're leaders. That's why. They, they are leaders. Dude, you guys are amazing. So those of you without your camera on, I got no judgment, but I am saying that people with good cameras on are probably going to get more out of this. That's just, that's just the fact, right? Anyway, <laughs> so thank you guys. You guys are amazing. Just the fact that you guys are here on this call is showing me that you guys are about to take your sales skills to the next level, like just being here. And that, what I just said, is also a sales technique. Ready? Want to learn something right off the bat? Okay, just the fact. This is, a, this is like a psychological pattern that when I said it, it felt really good, didn't it? When I said, just the fact that you're here, it tells me you're about to take your sales game to a whole nother level. Does it actually mean that? Like, really? I mean, yes, Everybody it does. Everybody make sure like, that you're muted, okay? You want I'm to mute everyone out? I got it. You got it? All right, cool. Am I a co-host? I'll make you one right now. Oh, I am. Yeah, because yeah, I logged in as you, actually. I'm a co-host. <laughs> okay. I, ha- I hacked your Zoom account. I lo- I'm actually logged in as you, so. All right. <laughs> Uh, cool. So the reason I'm starting out with this technique, guys, because it's so simple, but I wanted you to see when I said that, how did you feel, right? Watch. Just the fact, guys, that it's Thursday morning and you're here on this call, it, that means that you're one of the top real estate agents in America, right? You guys get that? When I say that, that feels good, doesn't it? Doesn't your brain go, heck yeah, I am. Like, I don't care if you've never sold a house. You're already like, yes, it's true. Does being on this call actually mean, like, like strip away all the logic? Does it really mean you're one of the top agents in America? I mean, not exactly, but I'm telling you, you are. Like, the, like you really are some of the top agents in America. But I'm talking about the psychology behind that statement. When I say just the fact that something that we all agree on, it's Thursday. There's no debate that today is Thursday. Is anyone going to push back that today is Thursday? None, okay? Just the fact that we're on Zoom. So you can say this just the fact and then something that is totally agreeable for everybody. Just the fact that, right, we've been sitting here in this listing appointment for an hour and a half. Who's been on a really long listing appointment? Anyone? Okay, just checking. Cool. Just the fact that we've been sitting here for an hour and a half, right, shows me that you probably got a pretty good feeling about me or else we wouldn't still be talking, right? Like, does it really mean that they have a good feeling about you? No, they could hate your guts. And that's why you've been there for an hour and a half. And you just can't figure out how to get them to hire you. But probably they like you. But when you say that, their brain's going to automatically believe what you're saying. Use these, use this little thing, little advanced technique. Use this for peaceful purposes, guys. Use it for persuasion to help people achieve their own goals, not to manipulate them. Just a little disclaimer. All right. So that was a fun way to get started. So let's dive in. How many of you guys were on the call last week? Awesome. All right. I had the request that we want to do objection handling, like straight up objection handling. I'm going to give you guys plenty of exact word for word scripts you can use 
But before I do that, I want to teach you, you know the expression, you can teach a man to fish or teach a woman to fish, right? Let's keep it gender neutral. You can teach a person to fish, okay? I want to teach you guys how to fish. I don't want to give you scripts that you just memorize word for word because the way I say things is probably going to be different than the way you say things. And even though you need a little bit of a script as a foundation, I want to teach you the framework so that when an objection comes up, and we'll get a whole list of yeah, objections. Chris. I don't care if it is a buyer objection or a seller objection. I already got it, Krista. I don't know if it's a, a buyer objection or a seller objection. I want you to be able to wave your magic wand. Do we have any Star Wars fans in the house? Who likes Star Wars? All right, there's like three of us Star Wars nerds. The rest of you guys are like, I don't, I'm embarrassed to say yes. But okay, I got a two-year-old and a five-year-old. On my five-year-old's birthday, he turned five like two weeks ago. For his birthday, do you know what we did on the night he turned five? We watched Star Wars, A New Hope, the very first Star Wars, okay? That was his birthday present because he knows everything about the movie somehow without ever seeing it at five. Like every character knows everything. I don't know how. He's got like an R2-D2 blanket he sleeps with, okay? So we watched it on his birthday. Totally unrelated to sales, but that's my life. That's my world. So I'm using Star Wars references. When you get an objection, I want you to be able to wave your lightsaber like a Jedi Knight and just be like, dude, this is easy, right? I don't want you to freeze up and be like, ah, I don't know how to handle that. My goal is that you, by the end of this call, will know exactly what to say and how to say it. It's going to take a little bit of practice, just like what Chris always tells you. You got to actually do the work. But the cool thing with objection handling is it doesn't take a lot of practice. If you dedicate like 20 minutes of time to practicing what I'm going to teach you, 20 minutes, five days a week for the next week, maybe two weeks tops, you will take your sales skills and your conversion through the roof. It doesn't take a lot of time. Like you're going to hear me say things you're like, dude, I could never say it like that because I'm not you. I don't want you to say it like me. I want you to say it like you. That's why I want to teach you the framework for it. Does that make sense, guys? You're all nodding your head yes? Okay, cool. So let's start at the top. Who likes art history? We got like one, two hands, three hands. All right, if you don't like art history, it's going to be a really quick lesson. Don't worry about it. Okay, I want someone to come off mute if you recognize the painter. Or let's, let me, let's type it in the chat, actually. That'll be easier. Type it in the chat if you have a guess as to who the painter was. And if you don't know art history, don't even worry about it. Let me, where's my chat here? Chat. All right, I got my chat open. Who is the painter that painted this picture? So put, put some guesses in here, guys. There's no right or wrong answers. Just want to see, see what you're thinking. Who's the painter that painted this thing? We got Rembrandt as a guess. If you don't spell it right, don't worry about it. Claude Monet. Just, you can come off mute if you want to say it out loud, but let, let's see some guesses. Who's we got? Who, who, who made this painting? If you don't know much about art history, this looks like, right, like a Dutch master's. It's like, a, it's like an oil, very realistic representation of a human being. Got Van Gogh as a guess. Interesting guess. Okay. Claude Monet. So, you guys got this one example. Now, take a look at this picture. Okay. Do you recognize who this picture is by? It says it on my screen, if you can see it right here. There you go. Awesome. Picasso. Okay. Those of you guys who recognize Picasso, screwed up faces, eyeballs all over the place, right? Eyeballs everywhere upside down. This is like as classic. If you, even if you don't know art history, you probably recognize this style, right? Hands up. You guys recognize this style, even if you know nothing about art. Like this is, Picasso is one of the most well-known artists of the last hundred years or 150 years, however, what, 1937, I guess, or what, or just in within a hundred years, okay? Now, let's go back to this one. This picture, you may not know the artist, you may know it, I don't know. This is a pretty style, you've seen a lot of painters like this, but like, this is Picasso. Clearly, this is no one else but Picasso. Now, why did I share these two? Take a guess, who painted that first painting? Picasso. Picasso. Oh, yeah. Picasso, that's the same artist in both paintings. You ever seen this before, Krista? I know, I know, you're, I, I know you're on mute, it's okay, it's all right. I, I'm just curious, like, so this is, this is Picasso, and this is Picasso. This is Picasso, 
And this is Picasso. Now, how the heck does art history tie into objection handling? Where are you going with this, Jesse? Has anyone got a guess? Jesse, just so you know, I taught this in third grade, so like I really? had to teach this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. I love it. Yeah. All right. So, 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 so anyone besides Christopher, she already taught this. Why am I showing you these two pictures back to back? Why am I going Picasso, Picasso? Why am I showing you this? Who's got a guess? Did you, did you have to adapt to every situation? Okay. I like it. We got it. We got adaptation. Absolutely. You can adapt. Patty Swanson said marketing. Interesting guess. I like that. Jack Lawrence said that, that is a painting of an average realtor. <laughs> That's funny, Jack. All right. Anyone else got a guess? Change. He changed. <laughs> and by the way, Adrian just said she just got her COVID test results. She is negative. Yay! Yeah. I'm so happy, Adrian. We are love it. I think that had nothing to do with all of us thinking positive thoughts for you, but I'm glad that you got your results already and that you're negative. That is huge news. Awesome. Freedom yeah, for recognition, perceptions. All right. One is rememberable. Here, here's why I'm teaching you guys these two paintings back to back. The realistic Picasso painting. I'll put it back up on the screen again. This. Oh, hold on. The screen scale right here. This Picasso painting right here. This one you guys seeing the, the, the woman looking very solemn. This Picasso painting was at the very beginning of Picasso's career. When he first started out, he went to school to learn how to recreate Dutch masters artwork, like identical, spot on, realistic representation. He learned every rule of art, every single rule, how to create shadow, how to create like the perfect realistic representation. And then he broke every rule later in his career. And the only thing people remember was when he broke rules because this was just like everything else. But he didn't start out making, he didn't start out doing this. He didn't just go, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna paint random stuff, okay? He learned the rules first. This is why it ties into scripts and sales. I'm not attached to scripts. I don't want you to say word for word. But if you jump ahead and you try to create the stuff with the messed up faces and eyeballs, you're gonna end up vomiting all over your clients. Get it? <coughs> So I want you to learn the framework first, and then you can break every rule. Then you can push back on me. You can say, Jesse, I've done real estate for 10, 15 years. Cool. If you're getting the results you want, keep doing what you're doing. But if you want to figure out how to sell more houses in less time, that's why I'm going to teach you a basic framework. That might be, for those of you who are new, a great starting point, and you got no bad habits to undo. But those of you who've been doing this for a while, something inside your brain is going to be like, dude, I've sold more houses than Jesse. I don't know if you have or not, it doesn't matter. Or I, I'm, I'm older than Jesse, or I'm better looking than Jesse. I don't care what it is in your mind, whatever it is, okay? For the next 40 minutes, I want you to put that aside and say, let's just look at this with an open mind and say, is there something here I can use? Is that fair, guys? All right, so let's dive in. Um, the next basic topic at the top that I wanna tell you, write this down, get a pen. You are generating your own objections. You are generating your own objections. When you're done writing it down, look up. You can just say, you know, I generate my own objections. I don't want to worry that. I'll know when you're ready, when you look up. I really do need multiple monitors, Christy. You got so many people on camera, I love it. All right, so what do I mean by you generate your own objections? Okay, how many of you are in the business for less than a year? See a show of hands. A couple of you guys on this one screen one, keep your hands up, I want to go to my next screen. Couple of people there. All right, cool. Those of you who have been in the business for longer, think about back to when you were first in the business. When you first joined the business, did you ever have anyone ask you, how long have you been doing this? Type in the chat box, yes, or raise your hand, yes. Okay, how long have you been doing this? Okay, now that you've been in the business for longer than a year, right? You've been doing the business two years, three years, four years. Does anybody still ask you, how long have you been doing this? Yes or no? I got no, got one got a yes. Okay, got lots of other people shaking their head no. The reason why some of you guys used to get it and you don't get it anymore is because of who you are being. 
It's the words you use. It's the energy you bring. It's the confidence you portray as you've gained skills that it's causing your clients to no longer ask you, are you new at this? Because you just come off like you ain't. Does that make sense, guys? It's why some of you new people get that objection, which is how long have you been doing this? Because you are telegraphing your punch. Does anybody watch boxing? I'm not, I'm not a big boxing fan, but I know, what it, I, know what it, I know the concept. You got two people in a ring trying to kill each other, right? Okay, so in boxing, there's a concept called telegraphing your punch, where you're literally looking, or in football, if you like football, it's funny, I don't really watch sports, but I use a lot of sports analogies because it's just an easy visual. In sports, if you watch a really amazing quarterback, you have no idea where they're gonna throw the ball, it just shows up there. When you watch a terrible quarterback, it's like, uh, you know that things get intercepted every time because like they're telegraphing where they're gonna throw it. You are telegraphing with your clients, your energy of, I hope they don't ask me that I've never sold a house before. I hope they don't ask me that I've never sold in this neighborhood. I'm really not an expert, right? You are portraying this energy at a subconscious level, maybe a conscious level. You might literally say to them, hi, this is my first day. Okay, don't do stuff like that, <laughs> okay? I'm gonna give them permission. Krista, tell me if this is okay, because this handles the world of objection handling, because when you do this right, you don't get as many objections. You literally might get no objections, but, I will, but you will get some. That's why I'm teaching you a framework. So Krista, is it okay for people to say when they go into a situation, especially our newer agents on the call, right? I don't want them to straight out say, hey, I never sold a house before, but they can just say, you know what? I am newer in this business and I have more energy and I will out hustle almost, I mean, I can guarantee I'll out hustle anybody else you talk to. Not only that, but my mentor, okay, you can look her up. Her name is Krista Mayshore. She is amazing. She has sold a hundred homes a year by herself, is probably one of the top, if not the top marketer in the country. And she has taught me everything she knows that I can sell your house for the most amount of money in the least amount of time. Do you see how that's going to help you? Is that okay, Krista? I don't know if you can hear me. Is that okay for people to say? Yeah, they could, yeah, they could absolutely say that. But what I would say is instead of, I would try to tweak it if you're new, if they ask you that, right? But somehow try to tweak it and say, I am newer to the business, right? However, I'm utilizing skills that most agents never have even heard of because they are so used to doing traditional old school teaching methods and approach. Let me show you exactly what I mean by that. I wish I could record that. But anyway, that is recording. I would, I would say that, right? And that way you just overcome the objection, you move right past it, and they, they're gonna forget that you're new because you're gonna show them how you do things so differently. I love it. All right, you can go back and mute. I just wanted to, I just wanted to, uh, that was two different ways of saying the same thing, guys. Do you see that? I love how Krista said it. And like, you might like how I said it, but I heard her, I'm like, oh, hers is better. I want to say that. There's no right way to do any of these things. And if you can address an objection before it comes up, this is the next high level concept I want to teach you. And then we're going straight into objection handling. Every time you're in a listing appointment or a buyer consultation and you get an objection, I want you to keep preferably a red pen with you. You don't got a red pen, that's fine. You can keep a black pen or type it up, but I want you to write down the objection after the appointment, where it came in your presentation, because you're going to adjust your presentation to address it before it comes up next time. Does that make sense? So over the years, you're gonna develop time, and maybe not even years, over the months, you're going to start handling every single objection before it even comes up. So by the time you get to the end of, I don't call it a presentation, I call it a consultation, because truly when I'm talking to a client, I am listening 75% of the time and only talking 25%. It's really important. I never like to go into autopilot and just blah, 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 blah. Cause it's, it's not it's like, notice I keep asking you guys questions, even on zoom. I'm like, you guys with me, Roy, you awake, right? You feeling good. He's like, yeah, I'm here. I'm talking to you, Roy. Yeah. You, yeah. You wave your hand, Roy. See, he's like, really me? Yeah. You anyway. All right. So <laughs> this is what I do in person guys. I'm kind of quirky. I'm kind of weird. I'm okay with that. I've embraced that. You want to be the best version of you and just engage with your clients the same way. So I want you to write down the basic objection handling pattern. 
Okay, write this down. Step number one, ignore. Are you looking to transform your business? Well, if the answer is yes, then you don't want to miss out on our intensive event starting soon for only $97. This event is jam-packed, full days of live coaching with me. We have breakout sessions to customize and implement our daily training so that you can actually utilize them into your business. We're going to give you the training to craft your personal strategy to convert your leads into long-term clients. So let's go. What are you waiting for? Register now. Can't wait to see you there. And let's transform your business. Ignore. I'm going to tell you all the steps, then we'll go back and we'll dive into them. Step number one is ignore. Step number two, restate. I should have made PowerPoints for this. Sorry, Christy. You guys are so, you guys are so good at having PowerPoints. I'll create this all later, but I'll ignore. Restate. Number three, isolate. There's even a little song, if I can remember the melody to help you remember this thing, but I, I don't remember it right now. So Sarah Cruz will laugh at me. She knows I have to sing stupid songs. All right, anyway, ignore, restate, isolate. The next three steps are cushion. You might know that, you might know that word is normalize. If anybody's connected to any psych, psychology fields, normalize is the same thing as cushion, right? Handle, that's where you actually handle the objection. And who knows what the final C stands for in objection handling? Pretty please, everybody say it in unison or type it in or at least make a guess. What is the final C? I saw Diane Harris just mouth the word, you're on mute, but I saw it. Close. Close, yeah. Close. You're going to close. And for those of you who are like, dude, this is 2020. Okay, this is the year 2020. This is not Boiler Room. This is not Glen Gary, Glen Ross. It's not the ABCs, always be closing, right? Coffee is for closers. I'm not talking about channeling your inner like, always be closing. There's so many good movie clips I could play. This is, this is 2020. I want you to be a lot more authentic. It's not about tricks, but you do have to ask for the order sometimes. And by sometimes, I mean every time, okay? They're not going to give it to you. You're going, you can do it in a very subtle way, in a very soft way. You can do it in a very hard through the front doorway. I don't care what your personality style is, but you must, every time you handle an objection, like a tennis match. Has anyone ever seen the sport of tennis or heard of tennis? Raise your hand if you have. Okay, cool. It's like two guys on the other side, two guys or two women on the other sides of the net, bouncing a ball back and forth, rackets, little green ball. Okay. So in tennis, when one person hits the ball, does the other person stare at it like this? Right? Not if they're very good. <laughs> they hit the ball back. When you think that's a visual I want you to keep in your mind as you're doing objection healing, because sometimes you'll be with people who are more committed to not working with you than you are to working with them. And in that moment, you might want to invoke Krista's no asshole policy. Okay, that's, that's your choice. Because if they're truly driving you nuts, get the heck out. You got plenty of clients, right? It is not worth it. But me, I'm competitive and I don't like to walk away from anything. It is much easier for me to fire that client later than it is for me to on the spot try to decide, do I want to work with them? Do I not? Like, I, I will suck it up for almost anything in, that, in the moment. I'm just like, dude, I'm just going forward. I'm going to get hired. 